You're listening to Think. It's like Think, but with an M instead of an M. An educational podcast. This is episode 43. I'm your host, Nicholas Rip. Are we already on episode 30, 43? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. This is 43. This is the one cool. we're on. Cool. Anyway, I'm, I'm Paul Vine, <laughs> yeah. your co-host. Sorry to get off track. And with us, we have... A long, long time. Four time? Five four, time? Four, six time? It's impossible man, there to might actually at this point be no way of knowing that. <laughs> yeah, the man who needs no introduction. But please introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, John, Jonathan. Jonathan Massey. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> the idea of saying my name is <laughs> still so great for me. <laughs> Jonathan D. Massey. I'm lo- <laughs> local impresario know. and entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> CEO. That's the. Yeah. It's not a hard question. Well, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. And, 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 wait, hold up. And the fourth voice oh, that the, we're yeah, hearing. The secret, the secret fourth voice. Is um, first time guest and. Uh, Long time donator. Yeah, first Patreon <laughs> subscriber? Yep. I uh, broke that ground. Uh, introduce yourself. My name is Joe. That's it. That's all you get. That's all we need to know about Joe. Yeah. Uh, not previous Joe. Yeah, different Joe. Different this Joe. Isn't, yeah. And this, this is a new Joe's Joe. not our guest's real name, but this is he is a high ranking member of the Trump administration. Yeah. And so we've decided to let the him Shadow remain, Corporation that controls the Trump yeah. he, He's a secret resistance the member. Hedgehog? Yeah, it is good to be here, guys. Yeah. yeah. So this is a whole load of firsts. This is Joe's first time on. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've done a four person yeah, podcast. Yeah, four people here. This is the first time all mic'd up in a long time. Because Harold is with gone. us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Harold died. Harold's fine. He's with with his smut family on tour somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in, in America. He's looking down yeah, on us. we don't know. Actually, I don't know where he is. They've been on tour for about a week, or did they leave? Man, you yesterday? can go anywhere in a week. Anyway, yeah. amazing. I don't know. Especially by the time this episode comes out, who knows where they'll be? He might even be back by the time this episode comes out. It's possible, but it's going to take a lot of time to modulate Joe's, Thoughts and Joe's voice so that he's not identified as a. Top-ranking member of the Trump, there's just Trump a setting where I can make him sound like a robot monster on here. Wow, a robot and a monster. Yeah, two settings. Well, you know, since I don't live in Cincinnati anymore, since I work for the Trump administration, <laughs> Themek is my like window into Cincinnati on a weekly basis because a of because of the sirens that you hear going by, and b because of Paul's voice. Because Paul has such a like a strong West Side Cincinnati thing. It's weird because I'm on the East Side. I grew up on the East Side of Cincinnati. But wow. like, dude, your voice is very. West I know. Side. How did you this adopt it? And also, what makes a West Side voice? It just, I maybe it's just stronger Cincinnati accent hmm. that yeah. I'm used to hearing. It's but the it's the the dip that I constantly have in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's that's the West Side experience, as far as I know. But yeah, I, like I didn't live here for a while, and then I heard one episode of the podcast, and I was like, oh yeah. That's so familiar. That's like, it's like a warm pillow, you know? Of just <laughs> sirens and cars honking at each other. And me talking. The thing that just, <laughs> just puts you right to sleep. <laughs> perpetually talking. Uh, Pete Rose talk, too. Yeah, just, yeah, all that Pete Rose stuff. Yeah. So as a longtime listener, mm-hmm. uh, first-time guest, is there anything you would like uh, to be on the podcast that has not been? I do have some suggestions, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So... Oh Let's start the episode off with a, a <laughs> roundtable critique. Well, I feel like I should clarify something I said, or something someone said on Twitter that I saw, which was the launch it into the sun versus walk into the ocean mm-hmm. bit, because I think 
that maybe didn't I didn't clarify what that meant. What that meant. So there's an episode where you were talking about false advertising, yes. Paul, and you didn't have a guest, so it's just you and Nick. And as you were telling your well-researched, well-thought-out information about false advertising, Nick was interjecting just a bunch of clunkers, just like <laughs> swings to misses, just like Stevie That's... Wonder at the driving range. <laughs> like, and, I mean, uh, that, that is, to be fair, that is the podcast aesthetic is, is you know, you, you swing a hundred times, you're going to connect at least once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's actually not, like, if I swung a hundred times at, like, a baseball, I would not connect a single time. But anyway, go on. Not well, that's because we're better than you. And I sometimes, you I think especially I... in that, there are, there are certain episodes, uh, to reveal the secret, where we'll take a break and then realize we have a paragraph or two of information mm-hmm. left. And then we have to go on a long bit or just make as many jokes as we can to try and stretch out the time. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we have the opposite where we have, we've front-loaded the episode with a lot of jokes <laughs> and we'll get to the break and be like, dude, I got three more pages of info to go through. The best example of that is pretty much every episode that John is on. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, that's because uh, that, that's me unleashed. That's, that's Paul <laughs> Unchained. The Antarctic. Yeah, I bring out the West Side and Paul. <laughs> The Antarctic episode is like three acts where the first act is fun. The second act is like, all right, I really want to say this. And the third act is shut the fuck up yeah, that's and true. let me get this sadness <laughs> yeah, out. I remember that. And that's something else I'll say in all honesty is that I like how irritated people get over time on this podcast. I genuinely <laughs> love it. Because I'm like, either Paul or John by the end of this episode are just going to be done. There's going to be <laughs> done with it. Just like. So true. In a lovely way, you know. So you're saying that the the, the launch, the, the the sun, the sun ocean. Uh, okay, dichotomy. yeah, yeah. I don't remember this. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. bit, it's a, it's a game. You guys don't play a lot of games on this podcast, but I think you could have more segments, and then mm. Uncle John over here could write a theme song for the segment, oh, and it could yeah. be called "Walk into the Ocean" or "Launch it into the Sun." <laughs> so one of you makes a joke. And then the other one decides whether the joke is so bad that you want to walk into the ocean or the joke is so bad that you want to launch it into the sun. <laughs> okay. That's good. <laughs> that should just be a thing that, like, at any point there's a button that you can press to activate that bit after yeah, the joke. Like, like, like a one is like a drowning sound. And then one is like the sound of a rocket going off. And those are your two options to, like, mm. indicate that, like, oh, I've launched this joke into the sun. Or I've... I've I love walk it into the ocean because, like, originally I'm, I uh, thought it was you walking. Yeah, the ocean. I was with it in hand. Well, yes. with it in hand, like yeah, yeah. Because okay. I've always just assumed like, oh, that's bad. I gotta distance myself from it. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, like in my mind, launching it into the sun is like I'm putting this joke away from me, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, this joke is bad. I gotta get it away from me. But walking into the ocean to me is like this joke is bad, but it also deserves to live. And so I've got to, I've got to put myself. Like you have to in, free it. Yeah, w- sacrifice yourself for the sake yes, of the joke. Uh, yes. So it depends on who's like who's the the person being acted upon, and the in the the the, the launching of the sun, the joke is being acted upon, and the other one, it's me. But I do love also the idea of like sometimes you got to take the joke with you, and 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 just like like drowning a child. You just like carry it into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, like that thing where you, you have know, to drown a child here's sometimes. Like, okay, now it's time to play. <laughs> right? Everyone's favorite theme segment, Let's Drown a Child. 
It's okay. It's time for drown a child slash launch a puppy into the sun. So what we... All right, we'll edit in John's song later. If you had to drown any child, watch into the sun, <laughs> or launch or, a child yeah, into the sun. If you had to pick two children, two. one to walk into the ocean, Childish one to Gambino. Into the sun. We should know. We should do this with like famous children, like Baron Trump. <laughs> okay, Baron, you the guys, Lindenberg can't, baby. Can't I, I have so many sax facts. We could be talking about mm. sax. Oh my god, yeah. Let's. <laughs> no, we could be so talking about saxophone. The murder of children. <laughs> oh, you want to get away from child murder and onto saxophones? For my Sorry. first appearance. Why not maybe? both? My my sister yesterday when I was hanging out with my parents, uh, I was showing my. She referred my, to this as the child murder podcast. No, but I was, I was showing my dad this like house that I was like looking at because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this thing where I'm like at a point in my life where I'm like, I'm going to look at houses that I'll never be able to afford. Yeah. Just to be like, that's the thing that I would love to do someday. But this one house like has straight up like a small storage room off of the main master bedroom that is got like seventies era carpeting and like wallpaper in it. And it looks straight up like, uh, like, yeah, this is where the children were taken and murdered. Hmm. Like it looks like it has carpet. Yes. Yeah. I I was like, Oh, this is cute. And then I saw the carpet. I was like, this is ominous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it it's we, it like straight up looks like from like the Amityville horror or something like a like a film where just like yeah children got hurt in this. Do you guys see is, Mother? The Darnowski movie. I've not heard. I've seen it. the music I, video for the Danzig song several times. I, is yeah. that a, is it called Mother the Danzig song? Mm-hmm. I feel like that movie is Darren Aronofsky's Curb Your Enthusiasm. I. Okay, wait. I was no, gonna. No, wait. I want to watch that film, but now I'm not gonna like just I the entire no time here. But yeah, I would like to hear more on yeah, yeah. on why that's that. I feel well, like it's it just like a wacky. Worse. It's a normal situation. Two people living in a house and hijinks ensue, and at the end, thousands of people are murdered in the, in the house, and there's like a political uprising. And so it's like Aronofsky's version of hijinks. <laughs> yeah, hijinks. Okay. Hijinks. And everybody in the movie is just going like, oh, Jesus. John, do Larry David right now. Like, they're just, <laughs> dude, I don't, let's hear, we need more characters. I'm just imagining like they're in a two-story home and there's a second story where they can look over like the entryway and it's just people running in and being murdered while they're watching <laughs> over and they're like, we just replaced the carpet. That's what that movie is like. Though. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's it's. I will say, I do have a pretty good like mad Jerry Seinfeld, but I have no Larry David. That's just not my. Well, let's hear. Let's hear. Well, Larry David. I feel like I'll get to the mad Jerry. I was gonna say, I feel like Larry David is more in the visual. Like you, you don't have to even do any like vocal things. With I, I think it's just like looking like a distressed old man is like Larry David's whole thing, where he's just like. You know, I feel like that's ninety percent of Larry David. He's bald. Yeah, you gotta be He's bald. bald. Yeah. yeah, you have to be bald. And old and like Jewish. It helps. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps. Like all I know about Larry David, I know from the half a episode of Curb that I watched that I didn't like, and the episode of SNL where Bernie Sanders was on. Well, that's clearly all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Sax facts. All yeah, right. Let's talk about this. Is vintage 2018? Can we talk about? I, I know what they mean by vintage, but I look at the word It's a vintage. beer. Paul's looking at a beer that's a southern Speaking, tier. No, I'm looking don't. at a saxophone. Okay. Speaking about... Sax facts? Vintage. Okay. <laughs> vintage things are older than new. 
and so is the saxophone. <laughs> now, I heard the saxophone was the newest Same. instrument. This is a pro-ass transition, can I just say. <laughs> that was... That you're right, Nick. You did hear that, because I said that, and that's true. It Wait, newest, like what? Newest instrument that does not require electricity. Oh. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. What's Do the newest instrument that requires huh, electricity? Like, I, mean, I don't know. Probably that. Some that came out yesterday, like a USB... Um, MIDI controller or something. That, where there's yeah. that weird like thing that's shaped like a like an like oboe a dongle, you a know? musical note that you like open its, it's mouth. A good combination it of words. Like, yeah, the octa something. The automaton or something like that. Yeah, exactly. What? It's like a hand puppet that you can yeah. sing with it. Kind of. Well, it's not a hand puppet. It's like a little ball that you squeeze and and you can move. It looks like a music note and you can move the stem up and down. Yeah, like um, you're like where you're this. holding the stem. That's cool. Them. There's like a, there's a bunch of like covers of like. Uh, Toto's that, Africa. Yeah, that somebody did with it. That are actually pretty. The production value on those is pretty good. They are. Yeah, but yeah, it's a very goofy looking instrument. Did somebody say production value. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Gary. No, Gary's not here yet. <laughs> audio <laughs> guy. <laughs> no, no. Gary, get yeah, back Gary, in the come closet. on. Yeah, I, I'm Gary, the audio guy. <laughs> Gary, well, you got any gigs coming up? <laughs> oh, I'm doing. I'm doing sap. <laughs> This is, uh, by the way, this is Gary, who we temporarily hired to replace Harold, who I didn't want to introduce, and I thought we were keeping well, yeah, we him were, in the corner. We were told that Gary had uh, years of experience. Um, I'm now wondering if the years yeah, of experience... I'm, do, I'm doing sound for sticks at Fountain Square. <laughs> the band sticks are just like a bundle of sticks. Because Gary... Come so, out and find out. I would, I would like to think that, that Think is the sticks of podcasts. That's that's very true. <laughs> we are angry young like the man. River sticks. They're just like, lighting a pile of sticks and things. Is the podcast that you hear when you die? <laughs> what kind of mic are you using on that, Gary? Being I'm, judged. I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at the mic so he can give an accurate answer. It doesn't have a name. I made it. You made oh. it. Wow. Yeah, I'm yeah. really starting to I question the, Gary's credentials. A, oh, I made the oh, diaphragm. Oh, my next caller. Oh, oh, <laughs> diaphragm. <laughs> it's, shaped, it's, it's shaped like a torch, with like a flashlight. It's one of those mics. Yeah. I want Gary to give me advice. Can Can I ask Gary a question? And then he'll, we'll see what he thinks. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think Gary's giving the microphone back right now. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, shoot. Very captive audience for uh, Gary. If you have real quick before you ask this question, if you have any questions for Gary, please call in to one eight hundred five 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 zero one two three. We are taking calls now. You, you guys need to have like John Cranley's office number on hand for those. Kinds we can. Of situations. We'll, we'll put it back. We'll okay. put it right in there. You can at least do five one three. It's a clearly Cincinnati Wait, podcast. Can I just you know? add well, to we, say we, that we want, we want people to be able to call collect. So five one three zero one zero one two three is someone's real five, number. Five five five. five. You got to do the five five five. One three zero one. Did you set up the theme hotline without telling me? Yeah. What is it? Five one three five 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 zero one two three. What is it? What what is it? It's a hotline. No, what are those numbers? Those are it's a like telephone Arabic number. Numerals. Yeah, it's like a telephone number. You go, you pull out your telephone and you put it put them in and then you, you should, hit the call you button. You should dial that number right now. Um. I, okay. I just wanted to say for future reference, five one three, three five two, three two five zero is the John Cranley okay. themed hotline. Yes. If you have any questions for, oh, we're gonna fix that in post. Yeah, we're gonna fix it in post. Gary knows how to do all that. All right. So it's, so did not hire Gary for that. What's that's your fine. so what's your question for Gary? Well, we got him on the line. 
Uh, On the line, he's Gary, here. <laughs> I'm having problems with my son. He won't talk to me anymore. He, there's a distance. Between Have you tried us. parallel compression? <laughs> parallel compression. So yeah. do you, you mean like sleeping bags? Well, that's saying I way should I should go camping with him. I heard that uh, Neil Young, uh, when he was recording, <laughs> he was recording in the seventies. Neil Young, notoriously great father. <laughs> was did Neil Young have a like? I don't John, know. Gary's talking. <laughs> Give Gary the mic back. No one cares about your bullshit. Yeah, respect the Gare Bear kid. <laughs> this isn't a music podcast, John. It is for this episode. This is Gary's family help corner with Sax Facts. <laughs> yeah, I prefer get back with Sax Facts. Yeah, so, right. fam, family court with uh, Gary the audio guy is over. <laughs> I didn't get a good answer. <laughs> I'm so you got, confused. You got, I, I only paid for him every other hour, so yeah. he'll be back Can, in an the hour. Problem, the problem with your I'm kid not is that he's you right now. His, his peaks are too high. You need a so limiter. You really got really to cut those down. Try, try making a hard cut under 40 decibels. You know, I'm not going to tell my son to shut up, Gary. That seems like the wrong thing to do. Well, my mom did it to me, and I turned out fine. It's true. Oh, okay. Yeah, that got into a dark place. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Gary. Also, I don't know if Neil Young was a good or bad dad. Yeah, we shouldn't. like. <clears throat> Is he even a dad? Uh, probably not. I feel like Neil Young has not fucked. We can't spread disinformation on yeah. No, but that's, that's why I said I feel. Yeah. Not, you think I Neil know. Young is Valso? This is an infotational podcast. I know. I, mm, yeah, I think yeah, so. I think, I think <laughs> yeah, he is Valso. I, I think Neil Young no. has... Uh, Neil Young is a, ace, man. He's definitely ace. Yeah, he's thinking about celibacy. That's different than... That's true. It is different. We can't go into that. Neil <laughs> But, but we can go into Sax Facts. Yeah, let's get to the Sax Facts. Sax Facts. Like so many other technological achievements, the saxophone story starts with an enigmatic inventor known as Le Petit Sax or Le Revenant, the ghost child. The Revenant? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, wait, wait, no, wait, you just said a thing and, and like we're just going to move on from that? No, yeah, please. hold up. Like, the any ghost questions? Child? Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar-winning performance in The Revenant was so good it invented the saxophone? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, smooth, they, baby. They, had to intro- they, they were like, man, we need a new instrument for the score of this film and we don't know what it could be. And they were like, well, what if we made a curvy horn? And like, Yeah, what like, if we took the brass, from, uh, brass instrument in a French marching band and added the keyword from a clarinet? Or, and then they created But why did uh, they Revenant. call it the ghost child? They call, I think because he was just creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. He was like the little kid who appears in like a mirror in a horror movie. Yeah. Just like, I, I do love what the... What was the year that the saxophone... Well, uh, if you'll let me finish my sentence. Oh, okay. Known as Le Petit Sax Le Revenant the Ghost Child by citizens of his hometown of Dinant, Belgium, Adolf Dinant. Sax, 1814 to 1894. Adolf Sax? Adolf Sax invented the saxophone. We don't really use the name Adolf anymore. Uh, he invented it in the 1840s. I later on have the actual date, but okay. he was. To answer the question at hand, he was born in 1814. Okay. I just like a saxophone to me looks like somebody was like, "What if I made a clarinet, but made it out of metal?" And then, oops, I accidentally left it on like a radiator, and it is now drooped and melted a little bit. So That's literally how he invented it. Yeah. Cool. He left it on a radiator. Yeah, so he... Um, he was distracted by a ghost child that appeared in his yeah. mirror. Let's just, let's just 
let's just curve this puppy up. Yeah, he was like, he was hard, he's hard on for cash. So he's like, well, if I melt down my cl- my metal clarinet that I made, I could sell it for scrap. So is it made out of the same stuff that like a trumpet's made out of? The brass formulas are, um, they vary per brand. But there was there's this rumor that in like World War II, the saxophones and the military bands were made by melting down the bells of cathedrals that had Whoa. been bombed out. And so that's why everybody's always looking for horns from that era because they no one really knows where the metal comes from. Oh, cool! So it could be that's alien actually, metal. It mm-hmm. could be moon like, rocks. Yeah, it could be moon rocks. Yeah. Ooh, the moon rockers. The moon rockers. <laughs> is there, there's not a saxophone player in the moon rockers. Uh, there was like. Uh, Wait, what is the moon rockers? They're the band from the city inside the moon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the band. Okay, the- sitting inside the moon. They're an animatronic band that carried a mes- message that was about like uh, uh, very anti-nuclear yeah. proliferation. Yeah, Which I like, feel like a saxophone and pollution. Yeah, and I think they did have a weird alien sax, but it was like part of the guy's body. If it's animatronic, they gotta have a saxophone. Yeah, player. if you are interested in the history of the Moon Rockers, uh, listen to the, the previous episode mm-hmm. about which we don't touch on the Moon Rockers at all, but we do uh, touch on two other animatronic bands. That's true. Yeah, it's, you know, being a saxophone player is unique in that you have a love for something that's just so damn goofy. You're like, I like this thing and take it seriously, but it's just the silliest thing in the world. It does look, I, I. They are kind of goofy-looking instruments. They, they, in a good way. I always to, thought to, saxophones were one of the cooler. Well, that's because you listen. To, that's because you listen to Bruce Springsteen, and that's like I every mean, other Bruce Springsteen song. You, oh, yeah. Clarence Clemens. Yeah, right. and so, so I was I was very much raised yeah, okay. constantly seeing Clarence Clemens. Yeah, just so like, yeah. you grew up with that. Like you think saxophones are cool. Well, that's it's funny that you bring that up because when I was picking an instrument as a child, they said you can pick whatever instrument you want. And the guy from the band program came and played trombone for us. And I was mm-hmm. like, trombone is so cool because you can just slide between notes. Was it two, like, 50 to 60-year-old gray-haired men? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I want to assume that everyone in the entire yeah, world has had this thing. Yeah, those guys owe me 40 grand. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to collect. <laughs> it, was, it was Gary and his friend. Oh. You kids, where do you want to play trombone? <laughs> what do you want to play? Trombone. But, yeah, I wanted to play trombone because... I didn't know anything at the time. And then my mom, who's also a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, said, um, oh, you have a trombone. Yeah, You're that's crazy. the trombone I played <laughs> in elementary school. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Nick, you, if you can't see this, but Nick just pointed to Bruce Springsteen crouching in the corner <laughs> of his apartment trombone. holding yeah. a trombone. He came with Gary. They're good friends. So. Yeah. But they, they said, the you got to play saxophone because Clarence Clemens played saxophone. And we, we yeah. love Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. So that's how I first got a saxophone in my hand. I, uh, my, my, my parents, uh, the like two band guys came to my school and then my parents, or, or, or no, they came and they played the Star Wars theme on trombone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fucking rad. I want to play the Star Wars theme. Yeah, and that all, is pretty rad. All my other friends played violin. Mm-hmm. I played, I <laughs> originally wanted to play clarinet and then I talked to my parents and they were like, you should play saxophone. And then I was like, how about we meet in the middle? <laughs> no, yeah, you trombone. know, when, when yeah, a clarinet has though. sex with <laughs> a saxophone, the yeah. result is a trombone. Somehow I wound up playing trombone for a while. And I was a very big kid. And then after like three years, they were like, you have to play tuba now. Oh, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I brought the tuba home. And my dad was like, they can't make you play tuba. Do you want to play tuba? And I was like, no. So I came back with a baritone. 
mm. and then played that for like well, I don't know a year and then stopped. But I wish I had gone sax. Once you go sax, mm-hmm. yeah. you always. I'm just gonna interject in this lol here to say that Neil Young has two sons, Ben and Zeke. Both of them have cerebral palsy. One of them runs a successful egg farm in California, and by all accounts, he's a good dad. Yeah, right. okay. You should not have said those things about Neil Young. I didn't Neil say Young anything. I only questioned whether or not he had sons. I never he questioned does. whether or not he, he was a good dad. He also has a daughter dad. whose name I forgot. I think Neil Young has the wherewithal to know that we're joking. That's I think I Neil think. Young gets it. I think if, if anything, Neil Young is upset by the sound quality. Because that seems to be a consistent thing. Neil with Neil Young's music? Or no, Neil Young just like, he... Uh, oh, like, yeah, he loves... Because the, the Pano, right? Yeah, yeah, he tried to make his own, like, uh, a portable music player because he mm-hmm. complained that, like, iPods didn't offer good enough sound quality. Right, because they could, like, you could get, like, a 320, like, 320 kilobits per second, and the, like, MP3, and that was about it. Do you remember the name of the music player? It was Pano, I think. It was shaped like a Toblerone bar. Like, it was like... Really? A, yeah, it was like a weird, like, like pyramid. It's like, like, yeah... You could fit it in your pocket. Yeah, it was just so strange. Yeah. It was yeah. like a, a triangular log. That... And, and the thing is, it's like I don't remember. I think a big like a part of the reason that it was made fun of so much is because it was like it's got 128 gigabytes of storage, and it's like yeah, but Neil Young, you can only listen to like flack on it, mm-hmm. which means you can fit like four songs onto it because yeah, that's the thing about like lossless comp- like lossless audio is like. There's no compression, really. Well, and, like, who is he going for for that taste test? Like, who really cares? Like, if you're running on the treadmill, do you care if you're listening to full-quality flack audio? If you're on the train? No I mean, I would love if I could drown out people who are trying to talk to me with, like, just some, like, real nice lossless. I, wish uh, I, could. I, I for one, thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. It was like I was hearing the night fly for the first time. The, the what? Nightfly. <laughs> Donald Fagan's yeah. the Nightfly. <laughs> Donald Fagan and Steely know. Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But Gotta yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm really curious about, like you said, like the people who are like going about their day, like, I need to be listening to lossless audio as I like wash them with the dishes and stuff. I, R- quick question Do you guys like Lost? Oh. <laughs> the show. Buddy. Like, do we like Do I have to answer this question? Because, like, yes. <laughs> no, I know you guys love Lost. So statistically speaking. <laughs> okay, no, wait. I think we're getting back to Zach. I've, I've only <laughs> seen a handful of episodes. Still. You know what instrument's a handful? The sax. <laughs> speaking of a handful, um, Sax's early life was marked by quixotic adventures that often ended in his own injury. Before his 18th birthday... He was birthday, throwing saxophones at windmills? He had mistakenly consumed <laughs> sulfate of zinc, white what? lead, copper oxide, and arsenic. He did, he did, he did, he did, he did what with those four things? Yeah, he ate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was like, I love this new instrument that I've invented. Time no, I, to eat I, I it. This is when he was a kid. Instrument. He was still bopping around He's Belgium. He must yeah. eat everything you So love. you're saying that heavy metal poisoning means that I could invent... <laughs> A new instrument. He's like, it's like October Sky. I don't uh, want to work in the coal mine, Dad. <laughs> I want to make a saxophone. <laughs> he had fallen down flights of stairs. <laughs> Smashed his head open on rocks. Swallowed a needle. You're, nearly... glo- you're glossing over <laughs> the part that I want to hear more than Swallowed anything else. A needle? <laughs> Which part? All of that. 
Yeah, he's a crazy guy. How did he? <laughs> I can't. I can't believe one of the three Stooges invented. Well, it's like a Gigi it's Allen like performance playing saxophone. Like, yeah. he just in the 1840s came out on stage playing saxophone and then just started busting his head against the stage floor and stabbing himself with needles. Yeah. Just like pulling out a whole chemistry, like those like chemistry kits they used to sell back then, which were just like, yeah, it's got radium in it. <laughs> we're just like, cool, kids, it glows in the dark. Yeah, you're, yeah, you the got one, tumors the now, one but that it's is cool. really eating me up right now is swallowing a needle because that is one so fucked up. And like, yeah. how are you doing that? I think it was. It's really simple. You, they're very small. He was just like he had it in his mouth, maybe, or someone uh, hit him on the back. Oh, you know, I could see that because if you're like sewing, you'll sometimes just like. Yeah. Store. Right. If he was, yeah. So he's his father had an instrument shop. So he was playing around with chemicals, trying to invent new things. And uh, he, this is wow. Sachs entered adult life pockmarked by scars, but his spirit was unfettered. He had only been steeled by his early mishaps. That's a good That's line. Good. That's this good is. One. By 1842, Adolf had a reputation as a fine acoustical craftsman. Blah blah blah. blah. So anyway, he was a weird kid. He didn't have a lot of friends. He hurt himself a lot. And uh, they and called him Mr. Glass. Having witnessed futile efforts of provincial orchestras at balancing their strings and winds, Sachs aspired to create an instrument with the tonal qualities of the woodwinds, the projection of the brasses, and the flexibility of the strings. A local newspaper failed. review so called just, the invention the saxophone. So he's just like going to be like, I'm going to make an instrument that will render the entire orchestra obsolete. That like was his he, goal, yeah. That's but awesome. but then he invented just like you the don't, saxophone. you're not gonna need. What's your point, Paul? Swing and a miss, my dude. He's a huge failure in life. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I love a good sax. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of orchestral works in that. There's like a period when like a lot of new orchestra music made use of the saxophone to solve those acoustical problems. Berlioz in particular lauded the instrument, <laughs> citing the sweetness of its upper register and regal low tones. Yeah. So, so wait, I'm sorry, the weakness of its upper register? Sweetness. sweetness. Oh, sweetness. And then you said the weakness, and like, yeah. The, the saxophone. <laughs> just like, yeah, this instrument's great. The upper register sucks. Yeah, the yeah. saxophone the, the is a lot of things in its upper register, but it is not weak. <laughs> the low, it's the Kate Middleton of instruments. <laughs> Slowly, the saxophone began to find its way into several orchestral scores and is an exotic solo color. Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet Suite, for example, features a brooding tenor saxophone solo. However, we can keep doing this if you want. No, you want please, to keep going? I, I love this. All right. this. This is how this podcast works. If somebody says something until we find a thing to latch on to, and then we yeah. don't let you talk. I also it. love the just like book on tape. <laughs> yeah, you know, like my favorite thing about listening to an audiobook is where the guy is reading it and then a bunch of idiots jump in to say something stupid. However, the saxophone was not without its detractors. Its bright tonal color was too harsh for conservative ears, and many felt it was impossible to blend with other instruments. Others found the saxophone otherworldly, even demonic, earning yeah. it the nickname the Devil's Horn. Oh, ghost yeah. child and devil's horn. I know. So wait, wait, was Ad- was Adolphe Sax the ghost child? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Real quick, the you said the um, conservatives didn't like it. Yeah. That's because the original SJWs were the saxophone jazz warriors. 
The saxophone. Oh jazz man! Warrior. All right. Or the skeleton Ooh. jazz warrior. Skeleton <laughs> jazz. Skeleton jazz warriors is very good. We're just like a bunch of dudes show up in the like black morph suits and a top bones. hat. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Skeletal or whatever his name is. <laughs> just playing some jazz. I'm just, I'm just doing some jazz. You like jazz? Sax like facts. jazz. Sax facts. Sax facts. Back, back to the, back to the sax, back to the sax. That's good. That's good content. Okay. That was that was Joe's attempt at uh, uh, mimicking a saxophone without uh, a, like a reed. They they take reeds, right? They take reeds. Yes. <laughs> reeds. Like you they put accept one in reeds. And then you get an hour. Of sax. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Look how good it is. That's kind yeah. of true, actually. <laughs> yeah, right? like, you just like after an hour, you just yeah. click and be like, "You gotta get a new one." Yeah, <laughs> clogged up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The saxes, saxes have got a spit valve, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm disgusted by that question. Fair, I couldn't explain why not. Like, I'm not sure if I could. Listen, I don't know. Oh no! Like okay. I basic because the, the reed the reed is like the reed sucks up the spit right, yeah. and the rest just falls out the bottom. I don't know the basic bolt, navigation. I couldn't. I like have li- I lived in Cincinnati for 25 years, and I used Google Maps to get here. But I'm mad that you don't know that saxophone <laughs> doesn't have a spit valve. Well, a lot of other brass that's, instruments but have it's not a spit brass valve. So okay, yeah. Oh, that's, I guess that's true. Wait, what kind of when instrument? You play, is it? it's, it's a, a woodwind wood instrument. When you play oh. into a brass instrument with the mouthpiece like you have there, yeah, which is just like a cone, you're just it. spitting into it. Right. But the the moisture is not spit; it's condensation because the metal heats up. Oh, okay. Oh. I so, so that's why I can't get a good tone out of the trombone when I play this because I'm literally just hocking a bunch of loogies down. Yeah, there. that's it. You want to stop doing that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No saxophone. You just turn it over. The water comes out. Yeah, that's right, because it's like, it turns, actually, uh, if you play saxophone long enough, it turns into like a water pitcher, and you can just go water plants with it. It's like, yeah. it's got well, that yeah. nice, nice little lip on the end. Now, is that spit or condensation? I always wondered why brass, I see, I never knew that fact, so I was, was like, when brass instruments would just empty their spit valve onto a floor, I was like, my man. You're just spitting like, into it. That's pretty normal, but if it's spit, I, was, I always thought it was just like, yeah, disgusting. Well, it's like dip. That's why. That's why brass instruments are like the dip. The dip users of the orchestra world. That's actually true. The saxophone spent most of the late 19th century relegated to military bands, where its projection and portability were necessary for marching. Through the 20th century, classical saxophone took on an identified as an inbred misfit, studied diligently by a small group of sax acolytes, but never canonized in the orchestral world. Sacolytes. Sacolytes. It was through its inauspicious station in marching bands that the saxophone found its way into jazz music. In New Orleans, at the turn of the 20th century, early jazz bands began to form, borrowing their instruments from local marching bands. The saxophone no longer suffered from an identity crisis. It had found its home in the hands of blues and jazz musicians who needed to compete with brass and percussion. Let me find something interesting. Okay. This is where we diverge a little bit from things that are interesting and start talking about. People who play the saxophone. No, I don't care about that. No, we should we finish. Don't. We should save that for. That'll be the next. The next. The next what I do have. So segment. they they had to fight. Is what you're saying? The early jazz bands consisted of like a wrestling match between the 
sax players and the brass and percussion players. Yeah, they did. They threw all their instruments in the middle, and then they just brawl. Okay. And then whoever won got to keep all the instruments. Actually, if you... They would never use it like Pogs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. like Pogs. Uh, Quick question. For people who play uh, instruments (laughs) with the mouth, uh, if you got into a fist fight with somebody and you had an instrument with you, which (laughs) one would you count on? Like, what do you think would be the best, like, hand-to-hand melee weapon (laughs) combat? Like, you mm. know, if you had to, like, beat a dude down, like, somebody's, like, I don't know, harassing somebody, and you're like, I, I gotta I gotta beat their ass, would you want, like, a saxophone? Because it seems, like, very club-like. Yeah, saxophone is not bad, because <clears> it's <throat> got, it's also kind of like a spiky club, Yeah, like, yeah. in Dark Souls or something. Yeah, because I know? feel like the trombone's a little too big and unwieldy. No, this thing would crumble. Yeah, right. yeah that thing, I mean, you could just bend that yeah. if you wanted right. to do that. But I, I've seen saxophones that have been, like, crushed, and they do look like a weapon. They just look like... You just smack someone over the head with them. It's like it's better than a drumstick. Cause like drumsticks are maybe a little bit more solid, but like, like a, no, a drum, you can't you can't do any. You'd, kind you'd of have melee to do a, you'd have to do a lot of quick attacks. That's like with a drumstick. Yeah. So is saxophone top melee instrument? Top melee instrument for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, you have a you've got like a plus two to all attacks with the saxophone because <laughs> of your years of expertise. <laughs> yeah. Right. Make a saving throw to play yeah. Cherokee. This is this is definitely another character that can be added to the harsh that's noise part. <laughs> that's a purely meat yeah, I, I feel like a tuba isn't much of an instrument, but it is like armor. Yeah. Well, it yeah. is a military instrument. That's a pure military instrument. Yeah. So the tubas also uh, could be like you know how they used to launch big rocks I with mean, like trebuchets. Yeah, the tuba is basically like that. You just throw a tuba at somebody. The thing is, yeah. if you look at a bassoon, like. Mm. At the bottom, there is a tiny little stick that you put on the ground. Yeah, John, bay, that bayonet. Could, that could deal some damage. You never yeah. look at a bassoon. Never look at a bassoon. We're, I have AI. looked directly into a bassoon. Were, were early bassoons just knives in the bottom? The early bassoons were just knives. <laughs> Period. <laughs> bottom. Just 100%. It was like a bayonet. It was like a big, yeah, yeah, it's like a big days, sword. It was just, they were just a knife. <laughs> yeah, they sounded really nice. So yeah, I, I think saxophone uh, barbarian is definitely a new new character for D and D. Oh yeah, harsh noise bard, saxophone barbarian. Uh, the other idea that I had was, um, do you know the song "Blessed"? We're blessed by. Uh, I bet Joe knows about this song. Is that you know about blessed in the city? No, blessed in the fields. We're blessed blessed no. in the city. Go. No, what is this? It's uh, Fred want, Hammond. I kind of want to just like pause it and take the break and play this <laughs> song. Good job. Yeah. All right, let's let's take a break. Uh, Can we do one more sax fact? One, yeah, one, one sax last sax, sax fact in the break, then we'll listen yeah. to this song. When we come back, we'll talk about famous sax saxers. Just sax. a little, little sax teaser. Havers. Little teaser. Greatest saxophone player of all time, Charlie Parker, was known for practicing 15-hour days, but he was on Benzedrine, which is known modern day as Ritalin. Oh, okay. Is that last sax fact? That's it. All right. We'll be right back with more sax facts. We'll be right sax. (laughs) Hey there, Thimkies, Thimkos, and Thimkers. We've got a new and exciting sponsor I want to tell you about. Are you sick of your boring, normal toothbrush? Well, here's a crazy idea. Why don't you try just putting toothpaste on your finger and then rubbing it against your teeth? It's free. All you have to pay for is the toothpaste. No more expensive, fancy toothbrushes. Imagine how much money you'll save. And it's not like your teeth really matter. They're just freaky bones that stick outside of your body and hide in your mouth. 
and you're probably going to have to get a fake pair later on anyway. So, for more information, just throw away your toothbrush. This ad sponsored by the Council for Fingers and one out of five dentists. Are we, are we recording out? Yes, we're recording out. Sorry, Gary is, Gary's not doing his job. Hey, it's Gary. The All right. Anyway, thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Gary. Uh, we are back. Uh, you just heard... 72 hours of saxophone jazz music. Uh, thanks for sticking it through. Uh, <laughs> we are back for, with some more sax. We finally landed an official sponsor, which is a on, CD collection called 72 Hours of Jazz. Of saxophone jazz. Here on, here on 87.3, the jazz. You're listening to 24 Hour Jazz. We apologize. <laughs> Jazz, 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 jazz. So, sax facts. Can I record like the ads for this show? Do you guys do ads? Or like the part where you say subscribe to the Patreon? Oh, yeah, we can. Can I record a bumper? Yeah, you can record a bumper. We can take care of that. We do that right now. We're in the middle of the episode. Hey. There we go. Here's the ad. Hey, you. I know you're listening to this. I see you. Got those headphones on, looking good. Here's what I think. I think you should go on to patreon.com slash theme. Click on that button. You'll know the one. Spend a little cash on this. It's worth it. These guys are fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's great. You can have that for free. That's (laughs) That's perfect. Paul, bring us back in one more time. <laughs> no, right. we're already back in. Yeah, That's no, part we're, of we're it. Back, we're yeah. back that in. Was, that was the bumper. It was just in a different place. We're <laughs> challenging notions of structure here. Yeah, this is a very avant-garde podcast. We're now taking our clothes off and dancing. Jazz. Okay, um, sax facts? More sax facts, or you had one more character you wanted to pitch for the uh, harsh, <laughs> harsh harsh noise bard. The beyond the... the oh, yeah, the... Uh, so you have harsh noise bard. You've got um, saxophone barbarian. Sax brute. Yeah, sax brute. Um, <laughs> and at, at this point, you you need somebody because I feel like the harsh noise bard is more of a like a like an attack bard. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody who an uses Akbar. Akbar. Or he's it's a Ab- trap. Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Um, but it's more like a, there's bards that use like cutting words to like bring the enemies down, and I feel like a harsh what noise are bard cutting words. It's like a you insult the enemy, like sick. You know, like in the Monty Python where they say your your father smelt of elderberries or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. You it's do like stuff doing like, like a diss track. Yeah, know? yeah. It's like recording a diss track. That's also another good bard. Rap bard. Rap bard. Um, but this is like a like a. Um, I'm thinking like a like Baptist church bard, like like using the power of music to like bring people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of like the, like churches that get like. Very religious, very loud. Like, or like a sanctified church. Yeah. You know, where it's like people speaking tongues and stuff. Yes. <laughs> that would be cool, man, to have like a D&D character that speaks in tongues. Yes, but but the idea is... Are like those the, the same churches where they hold snakes? It can be, but not necessarily. Okay. The yeah. world of like Pentecostalism is huge and varied. The, the I know thing my, about my granny used to go to a church. Oh, yeah. And, she used to go to church. The depths of Kentucky, where they held snakes. Oh. Yeah, they do. There's an episode That's of X Files about that. Mm-hmm. There is. Mm-hmm. It's in like season seven, I think, or six. I think I skipped oh. that one halfway through. 
It's not a great episode. Yeah, it's kind of boring, and I don't love snakes. Sax facts. Sax facts. Sax facts. But yeah, just like a whole party of bards that all have a different thing going on. It's good. <laughs> Bard the party. The saxophone. Tell me a, about the saxophone. This it, The saxophone is alive and well in the popular culture of the 21st century. I don't think that's true. While jazz music has fallen largely out of favor in the instant gratification, 30-second highlight real culture of the internet, the saxophone has survived as a self-deprecating jester. Oh, like the like sexy us. sax man? This was like, like the height of sexy sax man, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the Eurovision video. Yeah, let's... What, what are you... I guess we're halfway through. So what are you reading from, Joe? What's your source here? This is fan fiction... <laughs> About the saxophone. <laughs> this is my hobby. Do you have any slash fiction? So wait, you're saying this is true? Adolf Sax laying laying his instrument down and yeah, showing it what what noises it can make. <laughs> Swallowing some more poison. Okay, time to play. Walk into the ocean. <laughs> slash launch it. I guess spot. I I didn't realize that fan fiction has a necessarily sexual implication, it, but of course it does. No, <laughs> it, does, it doesn't. Have you ever? Read like or heard of non-sexual fan fiction? Yes. Yeah. 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 There's there's a lot of fan fiction that is no. non-sexual, but it's not good. Like, nah. that's, that's give me also, that slash. That's a little sad. Like, if you're gonna make up a story about characters you love, and you're not gonna even make up parts where they fuck, like you have yeah, no like, imagination. Right. Well, that's the you thing. Have, well, you, you can have you have opened up that space. So like, like inhabit. You know, right? Because because mm. the majority of fan fiction is just like people who are mad that like Harry got together with Ginny mm. at the end of Harry Potter. Spoiler alert! Uh, and they're just like, actually, no. Harry should have been like an Ubermensch who had a harem of women that followed him. And so oh, that's God. that's what I've written about is how all the women fell in love with Harry. Yeah, that's it's, how all my Adolf Sachs fan fiction is. Yeah, all, all the instruments fall in love with Adolf yeah. Sachs. Right. He's got a one hundred. But they don't necessarily. The the sex scenes aren't like. Written and descriptive. No, you leave a lot to the imagination. Because it's, it's all you have to do is play fiction. some jazz. People know. Yeah, yeah, people know exactly what you mean when you talk about. That's the sex music. It's one it's letter not away. Not, I mean, it was. It, I mean, there. I feel like people kind of sometimes fetishize uh, the yeah, saxophone. Dude. Well, I think people also gloss over how like lewd and how like blue like early jazz was uh or like even like jump music or like early r&b was like super oh yeah there's a lot of explicit a lot of gyrating hips yeah i mean the yeah lyrically and just you know but also i love the idea that somebody's like music for when they want to bone down is like the shape of jazz to come well i don't think it is though like ornette and free jazz if you can successfully climax while listening to Ornette Coleman, then you should be on this podcast. Please reach out. Use that. That's a better bumper. Hey. That is a very good tagline for this podcast. If you can successfully climax while listening to Out to Lunch by Eric Dolphy, then come to <laughs> Hamilton Avenue. And, <laughs> so what's the, like... I'm not going to go down this road. Top five jazz bone tracks. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's actually no. We're Buzzfeed now, we're, baby. Okay, top five jazz bone tracks. Buzzfeed, uh, baby. Yeah, we're Buzzfeed. We got we got listicles. Can, I don't know. You could find like if you are if you want to look for it. There's like plenty of music that would fit the bill. But like, I'm gonna Google. To, I'm to. googling horny jazz tunes. 
And we're gonna just uh, see what we get. Oh, we are all <laughs> yeah, we are at the nadir. Of all right, podcast. viral uh, videos featuring saxophonists have transcended the jazz world and reached millions of viewers. While modern audiences struggle to differentiate between a cello and a stand-up bass, a rare night passes in a modern nightclub when a saxophonist is not accosted with "Sexy Sax Man, play Sexy Sax Man." <laughs> I can't believe I actually wrote that. In. That's so good. So editorial. What is the what's the Sexy Sax Man song? Uh, it's Careless Whisper by okay, yeah. George Michael or something. Yeah, actually, it's funny you ask. The parody of George Michael's Careless Whisper <laughs> the next line. captured the hearts of YouTube viewers with its tongue-in-cheek tribute to the 1980s. They also had the SNL skit with John Hamm. That was great, where he's like born he's in a hospital he's and like, Sergio comes out. Someone's cursed by a gypsy, and then yeah, he that, just keeps... I have found a T-shirt that, that just says "Smooth Jazz Licks Make You Horny," and it is a trumpet with a tongue sticking out the end of the trumpet, <laughs> and then just like a pinup girl silhouette. It is actually honestly astounding that somebody decided Holy to, to make this shirt. Can you screen cap that? Because I think that's the cover image <laughs> for this episode. I've never seen anything remotely like this in my life. Before. It is kind of absurd. Yeah, that's beautiful. That it's, is. <laughs> For anyone listening, we're talking about what is now the cover image for episode Uh, 43. There's there's so much going on. It's so sad. Like, first off, you have a really long time to get it all the way through the trumpet. Prostrate with your arms out. 14 feet of tubing. I feel. What if somebody walked up to you? And then she's just like pretending to be a snake. Oh, we can't or your partner. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we, we can talk. We can have a sign. This is the, the beauty of this. It's like a Robert Altman movie. You're listening to Out to Lunch. That is. <laughs> the great thing about having four people on the podcast is that there is a moment when I made what I thought was a fucking great joke and Nick heard it, but y'all were talking about it. Wait, what is it? I don't hear it. I forget, honestly. We'll have to listen to the podcast. My mind is a sieve. A sieve. My mind is a skiv. Well, I'm I'm wrapping up here. This is part of my big conclusion. We have I know we have more time, but I'm, I'm oh, we will fill gonna that. Skit. We're gonna, yeah, you, you, you'll be surprised. Oh, you think you're gonna finish your point soon? Popular musicians have also embraced the saxophone in earnest. The Brooklyn-based quartet Moon Hooch uses the resonant properties of the saxophone to emulate you the squawks Moon Hooch in a thesis of modern electronica. It's you don't know about Moonhooch? Modern, modern, modern electronica. They artist. did a Tiny Desk concert and everything. <laughs> Their name's Moonhooch. I, th- this well, this okay, was written before the Carly Jackson released Emotion, right? <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't think of time in terms of before and after. It's 2015. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what is it? Because I feel like you would you would have done a great disservice to yourself to not reference the the Runaway with Me like saxophone at the beginning of the song. They're like, I've never heard that. This is a moment that is iconic specifically to Paul and not to America as a whole. No, dude, it was a big vine. Like there were so many vines that were created around that specific. Like this is the point where we realize that like a hundred thousand people ever cared about vine. Oh th- no! Vine was a thing for Vine a yeah, dude. Thing. Vine Among, is super popular. Like people younger than us. Yeah, yeah, like all those annoying people that are now famous on YouTube came from Vine. Generation like all the Z. Particularly all the, all the Paul brothers. People. But who's that? Some of some people are good who are on Vine though, right? Um, not. No, who does the? Somebody does the. There's a podcast. Yes. I don't know. I'm I'm just descending into like millennial. Yeah, give me more. But, but that's the thing. It's like like who my sister the, and all of her friends know. What all po- the vines. What podcast? Do you I know what it's about? 
Griffin does some vines. It has Demi Adejigbe on it. And it's oh, somebody yeah, else. Electro Lemon. I don't know. The, the only- person who does, there's a podcast where they do song yeah, parodies. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Where they, they, it's, yeah, I forget what it's called. Pump Up the Jam. Off book? Yes. And the other person, whose name I don't know. It's like a Vine star. Yes. Yeah. The um, They did a reboot of that Nickelodeon show, that Double Dare, that is hosted by Mark Summers, the original host of Double Called Dare. Called Triple Dare. Nope. And a, um, He's and, a, and a Vine star. So it's yeah, they're big. Yeah. They're okay. I I, t- I take it. If back. you go to I LA, every other person you want run into on the street is probably a Vine star. They all live in the same neighborhood. They all bought houses together, and it's just like some one guy owns a this house. This like a sh- fun cult, like kind of. A, it, yeah, a it kind of is. Cult. It literally is like one dude bought a house that has like twenty five Vine. Are you stars. talking about Logan Paul? Or are you like? I think it's like being yeah. Logan Paul right also now. did that. Is this? Yeah, real? It might be Logan Paul. Is this like a bit? Jake Paul also thing? did that. No, no, this is yeah, a real they, they like this straight up. Real. They straight it's up bought a house and they bought a bunch of. Basically, what they do like Vine stars to L A. so that they could all work together and like. A big premise of like the Vine stars, menaces. and now that they're on YouTube, is that they're like, they all, a lot of them live together now, so they're like at least three different like encampments of Vine stars, and they all have like their own channels, and then a larger channel that they collaborate on, and they're constantly like they just vlog, so they just record about their, they just like post videos about their day, but they're always in conflict with each other, and then they'll have like conflicts with other camps. Like, uh, the big, like, YouTube thing that just happened was that Logan Paul and this other YouTuber who may have been a Vine star, KSI, like, just had a, um, like, a boxing match. I saw that. And they were selling tickets and, like, exclusive, like, streams to it. And that was one of the first examples that they could make money in, like, a traditional media context outside of, like, web or, like, YouTube revenue and merchandise. And so it was those two. And then it was also... um, like his younger brother, and then I forget the relation to the other guy, but it was these two like vloggers who are basically building their brands by pretending to have this fake conflict, and it's just all that's that. like the Mr. Show Battle of the Ventriloquists. It's like <laughs> the East Coast is better than the other coasts. Have you heard about Vent Haven? No. Oh, oh, we're going to be doing probably a video, maybe. Yeah, I want to go to that next. What's Vent Haven? Week. It's the Ventriloquist Dummy Museum. That's like in Fort Mitchell. Oh boy! I've, I went there two years ago, and if I got a see... postcard with Jeff Dunham holding the like really racist one, the like Aww. dead, the dead terrorist, the dead terrorist character. It's a skeleton, but still, yeah, you know, it's bad. It's like a dark tourism thing. It's, it's, it's pretty horrifying. much is. Yeah. If you see videos of this. You will lose a little sleep if you're inclined to lose any sleep at it's, all. It's beautiful. It's one of the, like, all the, they have three buildings, and they're all so small, and they're so filled with dummies. Yeah. And there's this thing oh. of where they're all different sizes. <laughs> yeah, like, Joe is having the uh, normal human reaction. There's, there's <laughs> one room. There's one like, room that's, like, four rows uh, yeah. of the dummies. And then there's some larger dummies behind you. And it was an open house when I went. And there was so, I was there with three other people. And there were other groups there. But it happened several times that I'd be looking at something and then I'd turn and like think I was going to bump into someone and then it was just a dummy. And like Aww. having that feeling of like, oh, that's a person. No, it's not. Over and over and over. I just imagine you walk in and they're all staring at you. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then like, no, they no, don't have fine. a choice. Somebody done, posted about fair. it on Twitter and I'm like, I saw it and I was like, I'm super glad that this thing is super far away and it's not. It it's is, pretty it's, close. It's, it's right here. So I will reiterate either from the last episode or maybe off mic. Um, 
they have one dummy there that is the only thing that survived uh, shipwreck. Hmm. Like that, every, that, that dummy shrank that, that is ship. So that's what he wanted. That yeah. is cursed. so deliciously yeah. haunted. So yeah, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna go there like next this upcoming Saturday. I think is mm. the next open. I house. mean, don't go oh, to that dude. evil museum. I'll, I'll go. Yeah, How many go. souls are in there? Just trapped in those. Well, dummies. you can you can adopt a, a dummy. I think Thousands. adopt. One. Yeah, but like put your name on it. I think we should do one in the name of fame. <laughs> like a sick. yeah, like a patron. That's my favorite U uh, two song, "Pride in the Name of Fame." So, we should go to the oh what's boy. the cat museum, the cat figurine museum. The what? You know the one? Oh, I'm the, the 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 uh, I don't have it anymore. But the one we did an episode about. The, oh, the uh, lucky cat. Yeah, the lucky it's, cat. Yeah, Maneki like, Neko. Yeah, Maneki yeah. Neko. It's like in yeah. like Walnut Hills. Yeah. I've yeah, never should, been. I've always we, wanted to go. Yeah, we should do that. We should do the sign museum because I've always wanted to go. The, to the sign museum is the coolest place in town. I just want to run through it in like a suit so I can pretend like I'm in one of those old movies where someone's like the third man. Yeah, where there's like three guys. That's an old film. I don't know if that's actually what you were talking about. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, Metropolis. You know about that John Mayer song, Neon? Birth of a oh, Nation. Oh yeah, he drops the, the yeah, drop C. The, yeah, the John Mayer song. Uh, I used to know that riff, and I thought I was so. Cool. It's a cool riff. It's a nice. It's a pretty slick. Like he's cool like riff. a jazz guitarist, right? He went to Berkeley. Oh, he yeah. went to Berkeley. He, he went to Berkeley. I mean, in terms I of love like the, the disdain. No, 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 no. Yeah, but that's, just we like, know it. Yeah, that's that means the thing. That yeah, means right. a specific thing. Right. It's like oh, he went. But to he's Berkeley. a good guitarist. Like he's, he's good, like yeah. accomplished. Could yeah. have been a jazz guitarist. Right. That's why I'm saying it's like I feel like I've heard like his. Isn't that record like a joke on a Dexter Gordon album or a Hank Mobley album? I don't know. Is it? There's, there's, I think a Dexter Gordon album called No, called No Room for Squares. Oh, and his album's called Room, Room for, for Squares. Room for Squares. So. Oh, I never made that connection. Yeah, so that's, I think that that's was what a, that is. That was that a might be a Hank Mobley album. I forget. Oh, was it? I think it is. It Hank was Mobley. the other day. We it was like singing, identify the singing Johns, and one of them was the like, singing Johns. It was like the singing like Johns. released uh, his debut album, Room for Squares, in oh, 2003 word. or whatever. Yeah, um, I, I still think that's a pretty good, pretty good album, in spite of the fact that. Is you, John Mayer today's Huey Lewis? Well, you know the all in regards regards sure. towards yeah, squares. Sure. I like the that. thing that I know about John Mayer is like some old M. It's like a part of like fucking MTV's. I love the two thousands or something. Uh huh. Or VH ones. I love the two thousands. He's I fine if you don't look at him while he's playing. But there was some bit oh, where he like got did like a focus group test mm-hmm. with a bunch of his fans. He brought them into his room and he just pitched the idea that he just goes by one name like Madonna where he just goes, calls himself Mayor or something and these girls started crying because they're like, no, don't do that. And then, and then he had to reveal that like, no, he was just a joke. Like, yeah. we're, we're playing a prank on you. And I'm like, man, you feel like, you gotta feel like a dick. Now, what a right? goof. Yeah. There was a Playboy interview where he called his dick a white supremacist. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, he's oh, that's true. Yeah, oh, no, he's problematic now. Yeah, he's bad. Well, he was, that's just an insane thing to say. Like, yeah, that's, like every yeah, he part said, of that. Yeah, he said outside of that was. area of problematic, just being like, <laughs> "Why, my dude? What? No, yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Well, there's some quotes we could pull from this. Wouldn't be great too. This podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And someday, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's the this, only thing that comes up. It's the same interview where he said Jessica Simpson was um, sexual kryptonite. Which is just like a gross That's kind a of cruel Prince thing lyric. to say about a living human being, you know? Word. What in a is that a good or bad thing? Like she's his weakness kind of thing. Oh, okay. okay. But like not like, like that was a very well, John I, 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 I can't tell if that's like she's sexual kryptonite in that like 
Either I wanna, way, like I wanna, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be yeah, like, you but shouldn't like, be dredging that. I stuff. think he's yeah, he's he not, was like so in the sense of like I want to fuck her so bad that like it makes me weak or like she's sexual kryptonite that like I lose. Well, they were in con- it was the context of their relationship. Oh, okay. So that's like, be, it'd be it weird. Was like, she was like, great, but I can't get hard ever. That's yeah. a, that would be no way of interpreting that. Makes do you think? Okay, like, no, hold up. This is as an aside now. You oh, thought you were going to finish your point about right, it. I still got it. <laughs> got it in the chamber. Now, Superman. This is like a... How, what is super... Like, does, does kryptonite... Is that like a, like an anti-aphrodisiac for Superman? What? It's not no, a, it it's has not. nothing you, to do with his sexual he, thing. So, I mean, Superman is superhuman, yeah. And when he's around kryptonite, he's no weak. longer superhuman. Yeah, right. You, it makes him... Well, makes him but you know why, weak. right? What? Uh, because that's from his home planet, of Superman? Right? No. No, we don't know. Well, the I know some of the lore. Or because Krypton is the it's, it's, yeah, so, race so, of people. So, that... so Krypton, the planet that he was from, kal he gets shot into space, comes to Earth, is raised by some farmers. Right. Um, the sun he, makes he him super strong. He derives power from Earth's, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Earth's yellow sun. Uh, kryptonite is and apparently the, the remaining pieces of, of, Krypton. of Krypton that make him normal again. Because like he's just a guy then, right? Because because they, they were just people on Krypton, like they weren't super powered on Krypton for the longest time. The only reason yeah. that he has powers is because because Krypton has a red sun. And they so, also make a mean bike lock. Those Kryptonite people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can't break those suckers. Um, but yeah, so, so the, you do know the lore of so Superman. Really, so yeah, really, yeah, we Superman, all do. I, this is a trap. Superman this is, is called just, a honeypot. Just really talking <laughs> about fall. the diasporic experience. You know. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not. Speaking gonna... of which. Yeah, yeah. Let's you know, you it. have two pop filters on your microphone. Yeah. You have a built-in one. Well, I pop a lot. I my P's are very plosive. So I play this gig with. As a person who shares a restroom with Paul, I can I can confirm this. I I have a related story. I played it. Farting yeah. into this microphone. I played a gig with Frank Sinatra Jr. and I got there on the day of on the rehearsal and there's this old man standing in front of the monitor wedges just saying sibilance. 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 And then we started the rehearsal, and he started singing. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's him. That's Frank oh, that's Sinatra Frank. Jr. <laughs> that's little Frank. He was that's checking so the mics funny. and everything. Sibilance. Yeah. That's I love that. Man, there's something about that image of Frank Sinatra Jr. just like checking his own mic mm-hmm. that is yeah. is like powerful. He's very hands-on. So what's, I can, yeah. what's is one of those things, real quick, Sibilance is one of those things that I think... <laughs> no one can talk. This didn't, didn't All Paul has to say is <laughs> no, real quick. It was, I, I didn't notice it until I found it's out never about quick. it. And then suddenly I was like, oh, I hear Sibilance like that all the time. So what yeah. what does Sibilance mean in the context of a mic check? What? Is that Gary, anything? are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> Gary. Come on, Gary. Yeah, Gary's here. What's up, kid? This is where you... Yeah, this is actually the one question. Sibilance is about their certain frequencies that the voice emits in the 500 hertz range, 5,000 hertz the range. fuck, Gary? <laughs> yeah, You couldn't figure out how to right. plug a cable. Kid, are you going to let me talk or not? <laughs> Real quick. Ha- let's have it. Let's have it. Let's. Gary's got the floor, kid. Gary I'm sorry, Gary. Here's, here's a second mic. Certain, certain frequencies are just more pronounced due to the way that microphones work. Uh, certain frequencies are. <laughs> you, you know, you got little... your diaphragms. <laughs> you sound a little underinformed. Yeah, it's just the way mics work, Paul. Gary's been hitting the bottle, kid, okay? <laughs> to be fair, we, yeah, we had Gary sitting in the corner. Of course, he's going to turn it off. I would actually alcohol. be curious to know what exactly it is that makes yeah, witchcraft. Okay, so it is just. Well, beautiful. no, because you got a frequency response. You got a frequency right, response. Right, but I'm not sure what that is in the mic that makes that. 
a thing. Yeah, it's like, just I don't the S sound is like in a right thing that it well, just right. gets overemphasized, right? Yeah, there's certain frequencies that are really harsh when they're reproduced by speakers, so they need to be tamped. Mm-hmm. And especially like if you're recording the voice and you, it's also for plosive sounds, which are like P's and yeah, yeah, because that that's just yeah. like straight up. There's air just like a hitting, lot of air. The and I think it might also be that those vowel sounds, in order to produce them, you create air that's moving faster, mm-hmm. and that, cr- that interacts with the mic in a bad yeah. way. All I know is whenever I hear siblings, I can just think of that like early 90s Wayne's World SNL skit where Tom Hanks comes on as a roadie and just says, he like checks the mic. It's like siblings. Yeah. Oh, really? He does One, that? two, three, four, siblings, siblings. Tom Hanks. Are you, you sure you didn't play a gig with Tom Hanks? I never played a gig with Tom Hanks, no. Well, but maybe by the time this episode airs, that'll be... Maybe we can get Tom Hanks. Forward to. Yeah. You know that Clint Eastwood's son is a jazz musician? Kyle Eastwood? Really? He's a bass player. He's Scott really Eastwood's good. just a strong-drawled actor. He's a, the what? Scott, Scott Eastwood. He's yeah. like the actor. Eastwood's son. Oh, I didn't know that. He's what like, has been in? Uh, um, so many action movies that he's pretty generic. All guys look like him. All, like, uh, most guys now look the same. Like Most guys in movies that are just like white male protagonists look yeah. like Scott Eastwood. Yeah, so I'm not sure. He may like have been in Westworld. Uh, they no. all look like the guy who I plays remember, the I remember I didn't watch liking that. it, but I'm sure that like 10, 15 years down the line, I would have different ideas about it. But yeah. I thing, thought oh, I liked it when I saw it. Scott Eastwood was in the great film Suicide Squad, oh. where he played Lieutenant GQ. That he was movie in The Fate of the Furious. Not watch it anymore. You see? <laughs> oh, nice. And uh, that's it. Okay, so he was in two films. That's not a lot of films. He was in, I don't, I'm not going through his entire fucking filmography. Cognizant of the host of innovators who have chosen the saxophone as their main instrument and the rich history of popular artists who have included it in their music, it is easy to see that the saxophone will endure as a distinctly American instrument of expression. Oh, that was it. That's it? The end. <laughs> That's good. Uh, can I see we're excited? I, um, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, that's classified. All right. That was a paper written by LeVar Burton about the saxophone. The LeVar Burton? As from LeVar Burton Reads. Is that the new, uh, yeah, reading rainbow? No, oh, he still does it? Yeah. Well, that's nice. It is nice. <laughs> I'm pro LeVar Burton. I, I am asking for a bribe. <laughs> Sorry, that was, a, that was a joke for John. Yep. Well, uh, I learned a lot about I'm jazz. I, I know too much about the saxophone now. I never thought I'd I learn so much. Normal life. I learned so much about the saxophone that I really need to use the restroom. Do, we, right. do you do plugs on this show? Yeah, we should end oh, yeah, this episode do and, and do plugs. Joe, uh, you start. I I know I asked, but I don't have anything to plug because I don't live here. And by the I'm you can here. plug things in Chicago. Yeah, whatever. We got we got like one one person. Yeah, we have one listener in Chicago. I don't yeah. know who it is. But. Somebody might be deep, digging through the back catalog. There's a shout out to Mike. Mm. All right, go to. Um, there's this guy who plays the saxophone that I know. He has a website called JoeDuranMusic.com. You can check that for upcoming dates and upcoming recordings of that. Song that John played earlier. You go there. Nice. Cool. Uh, do we? 
uh, the nosebleeds are playing. I guess wit oh, yeah. witfest is a thing. No, the nosebleeds. What's witfest? It's a it's like Whitler on it's yeah it's like Whitler on the eights. What is that? It's like a punk house. It's you like know a, Whitler a, on the eights. They, they, they do like, like house shows and stuff. Okay. You know what it is. But but yeah, that's coming up on like the twenty second. Um, upstairs is playing Halloween yeah, show. We're playing Halloween where we are covering. A bunch of Death Cab for Cutie songs. It is going to be buck wild. So yeah. and Blast Mall is doing Pixies, and, and Marjorie Lee and the Lovers is doing Fleetwood Mac. It'll be great. Oh, nice. This is all subject to change, because uh, that's still like a month and a half off. And, and I feel like I hope it's not subject. I to hope change it's at not either. Point. Well, but I, I'm just like leaving us. Like I don't want people to be like I was promised that this band would play. Like this event. people are going to come poster. in with, with. So yeah, people were promised this. <laughs> okay. What's the alternative? That someone like storms up to you with like this episode of theme pause. Yeah, on pause their phone right here and, at this point, and they're just like, <laughs> "We were promised." Yeah, they're in the middle of our set. Yeah, I always have fears that people are going to approach me in the middle of my set about some stuff yeah. I've said on well, this podcast. I have a Patreon. I have promoted it on the, like the last eight episodes of the show, <laughs> so I'm not going to belabor the point. But you can go to my Patreon and hear songs that I do. And see things that I post about songs and writing. And the thing about John's Patreon is that he actually does post. I do post fairly often, once or twice a week when I can. So I'm new. I'm on if, you there. Get, if you I'm get online. in, if you get in early enough, you might be able to get access to the new LP. You can get it. You can get it if you get it. If you sign up at the four dollar level before like october 1st i will mail you a copy yeah of the so, new so you got LP. yeah got some days you know. to do that like to plug the kenwin town center specifically the soft pretzel stand outside of the apple store oh, oh yeah no. yeah okay yeah check out the kenwood town center nick nick you got stuff uh fire escape saturdays at five on radio artifact i don't know what the next episode will be about because last two have been repeats but probably death you guys should cool. do one about death. We're going to do one about death, and then we we wanted to do one about songs about masturbation, but then we realized we probably couldn't get away with AM, FM radio, like songs about masturbation. So we thought about just calling it self-care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so to, be, to be fair, the That's Vapors so got away with making us listen to the song Turning Japanese for like 40 years. <laughs> yeah. So like, I feel like you guys could do that. I think we might do an episode about self-care, and it'll just be playing the episode and be like, that sure was a song about self-care. The stroke I have no Billy personal Squire. anecdotes about self-care. Here's yeah. the next song. So good. Yeah, that's good. It is Turning Japanese by The Vapors. Yeah. The Stroke is about that, right? By Billy Squire? Stroke's about a hand job. Uh, that's Which not it does not fall, out, fall under the Paul would like to plug hand jobs. Have <laughs> <laughs> you tried that? It's great. Sh- <laughs> shout out to hand jobs. I mean, technically, masturbation is a hand job. It's just your hand, right? Or uh, a, another implement. I believe the stroke is about someone else's yeah, hand. I don't. I, this was not my contract that you were talking about this. Wait, Sorry. wait, wait. Gary needs to plug something. Oh yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm running the boards at the stick show down on <laughs> down on Fountain Square. It's gonna be great. They're gonna be playing their hits. It's the last concert of the summer, so you should really come out. Who's and after that, every every Wednesday, I run I run boards at the open mic at at uh, Little Bob's down by the river. So it's a great great lot of talent down there. Who's open up for sticks? 
fucking foreigner or someone, Nick. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Jim, Gary's not being paid to do foreigners' fucking sound. Man. Oh, that's they're not paying him enough for no, this. They have an exclusive contract. You just don't like foreigner. I believe he just only likes sticks. I believe Gary also runs the the board down at uh, Chuck E. Cheese's every other Saturday. Who? So <laughs> if you like Chuck E. Cheese, they pay me in ski ball. It's great. The E stands for entertainment. He stands for excellent sound. It stands for entertainment. That's his name. Look Chuck, up on Wikipedia. It says Chuck Entertainment Cheese. This Nick, you did not talk about it's this. It's not so wait, true. His name is it's Charles true. Entertainment Cheese. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yeah. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Nick, I swear to God, if you didn't cover that is true. <laughs> I cannot believe you didn't cover this last time. They added it later. Oh wow! And you just didn't. You know, from the beginning, research. he I mean, was like, Catholic, "It's a coyote," Catholic and then he was like, "Rick Rad a middle name later." It's yeah. a legit thing to do. It's <laughs> a Chuck E. Cheese's Catholic. It's his confirmation name. Yes. Yeah, con- <laughs> <laughs> I was there at Chuck's bar 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 mitzvah. Yeah, Saint Entertainment. Your Catholic bar mitzvah. Well, oh, I'll plug one more thing. Um, if you come to the Ludlow Skyline tonight, I will buy you a coney for free. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. Whatever, whenever you listen to this episode, it's <laughs> yeah. tonight. Hey, I could be there. You, you never know. know. No. That's true. Just show up. Like a ghost is sitting in the corner buying conies for people. Also, follow um, my cat on Twitter, Wendy Kitty. Oh, yeah. It's a good It's a good account. You won't regret that. Wendy's with Follow two, me on Twitter, eyes, too. I'm, I'm at four All fun wise. shapes. All no eyes. Eyes. Follow this podcast on Twitter. At Themp the Podcast. Yeah. Follow Elon Musk on Twitter because he's having a <laughs> he's normal one. Yeah, he's just having a normal day. We didn't have a Musk date. That and you, I, for one, am happy to be yeah. about that. Do you think Grimes is just trying to destroy him from the inside? I, I don't think I, they're together. I don't anymore. think Grimes has to do anything at this point. <laughs> yeah. I think Elon Musk has like completely gone off the end. He went on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, yeah. he did, and he smoked a blunt. I kind know. Of. Yeah, I don't and see then, what's then, wrong. I don't see what's wrong with that. that no, that's fine. Well, it's it's only bad because he did it wrong. Well, he has. He, he didn't did it wrong. Yeah, he didn't invest inhale. in things. Yeah, anti. Like, like he like straight up just like immediately like and then blew it yeah. out. Nice. So he, he definitely didn't get high. But also his stock, like Tesla stock, dropped like ten percent because of that. And also, then, like two of his like executives have quit. I know. Yeah, it's a rough one for him. Chucky e. Cheese's full name is Charles Entertainment Cheese. He's an orphan. He never had his own birthday, so he fills the void by hosting birthday parties for everyone else. What? There's some backstory what? to Chuck E. Cheese what? that I did not we research. We gotta do another Patreon-only episode was to like cover it. What the fucking... That was like <laughs> thermonuclear. They released a book last year. I don't what? know who released it. A but book? <laughs> What's the name the, of the other pizza joint that has the animatronic band? Showbiz Pizza. Cici. Showbiz Pizza. That's <laughs> easy. <laughs> feces pizza this is <laughs> this is the remodel actual rat size Chuck E. Cheese where apparently he did stand up as well so we're gonna yeah, have to do another is, uh, animatronics really episode yeah. Yeah, well yeah. we can do that after you guys we go visit we service. visit the rock of fire place in the, the place down in Orlando you know who, you know who my favorite ventriloquist dummy is more, more uh, oh. podcast over <laughs> alright damn uh, <laughs> thanks for listening put on your cap. Think, take off your thinking caps because we're not gonna think you upside the head with any more knowledge thinking <laughs> think I love you bye